0: You lose! I've never been so high in my life! The category is Butch Queen, Butch Queen, Butch Queen, first
1: time in drags at hey.
2: April. Hey everybody, welcome to Who Shot Ya? It's your boy, I'm your host Ricky Carmona. This is the podcast that isn't just three straight white dudes talking. No it's not, we've got Todos Sabores, all cultures, all flavors, yo, that's what's up. With me as always, I have lovely film critic, the one and only April Wolf. How are you, April? Hi,
3: Ricky. What's good? What is good with you? Well, here's the deal. I always thought that the uh, Twitter icon that came up when you did a hashtag of me, too, was a vagina. and. It's not, and it took me because like I, it took me a while, and I finally looked at it like a few months, like a month or so ago, and I was like, oh, it's hands being raised. Yes, and <laughs> I've been so embarrassed to say that I thought it was a vagina for so long, and I, I finally said it on Twitter, and people were like, me too, and I was like, oh my god, <laughs> like thank you, I'm not alone. I thought I was like a total weirdo just thinking that, like. Uh, so you anyway. started the
1: me too of the me too. I
3: yeah. I, I guess I did. The much less serious version of that. Yes. Oh, that other voice that
2: you heard right there is film reviews editor at the Rep, Alonzo Duvalde. How you living? What is good with you, sir? Hey, Ricky. Uh, What is good? Well, do you know about the breakfast cupcakes at Sprinkles... I've had I've had cupcakes with sprinkles. I'm on the breakfast ones. They're Talk doing to they're breakfast? doing they're doing a
1: theme this month of breakfast cereal themed cupcakes. Ooh. So there was oh. like there was Ooh. banana cocoa puffs before. Ooh. This week is triple cinnamon toast crunch. Ooh. I'm just saying go to sprinkles.
3: <laughs> I thought you were gonna say like eggs. Right. Like I was eggs. thinking
0: <laughs> I was thinking egg of
3: cupcakes. Okay. <laughs>
2: I would fuck with someone else. Making Sorry, it. It yes. You're making it way too complicated.
3: <laughs> 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 and hey, y'all, that other voice
2: that you heard right there, that is our special guest today, reporter for the Daily Beast, host of the new podcast, Keep It. It's the one and only fellow LCD Sound System fan, Ira Madison III. How you living? What is good with you, sir? I'm great. You
0: know, um, the show's going well. We just launched it. That's Taking up. a lot of taking a lot of nap. <laughs> oh, that all sounds really good. I took one. I took one a day on a couch. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I love it. That's great. I filed a I, piece late. But, I, Ira, oh you well. live. <laughs> Ira lives that dope chill life, right? Right. I just feel the coolest places that I have been recently. I have seen Ira there. Like I said, it's at the. Uh, LCD Sound System concert, and then I saw him at the premiere for The Big Sick. And oh, I was that's right. Just, I was just like, look at us, and Iris there. I'm doing, <laughs> I'm doing something right, Ricky. I'm doing something right. <laughs>
1: What's good with you, Ricky?
2: Alonzo, I am so glad that today <laughs> you have asked me this question, bro, because I love surprises. A mí me encanta los sorpresas. And I have, last week, we said uh, I went nuts about the game, and Alonzo's like, i never seen the game before. Bruh. Oh, are you setting me up? I have my Blu-ray copy, <laughs> Criterion Collection, of the game for you to borrow, yes. sir. That is so Skip kind Skip Sundance. Of you. Only
3: you. watch this.
2: <laughs> I got a little Utah thing first, but when I get back, <laughs> for sure. Now, the other thing I have for you as well, the other thing I keep mentioning Alonzo is that Café Bustelo Black Label. Oh, my God. He has oh. not had it. So I went to the store. Oh, man. My man. Oh. I got that fresh Café Bustelo black label for you, bro. I didn't bring you anything. You're not supposed to. That's not how <laughs> gifts work, dog. That's not, that's, this is the kindness of my heart. I feel like it I stumbled so much... in
0: Family Christmas. <laughs>
2: I'm
1: going gonna, I'm gonna to brew up a pot and watch the shit out of that movie. <laughs>
2: So that's what's been good with me. I've been so happy since I bought that Café Buscello two days ago to bring it here. <laughs> oh, I've been thanks. like, oh, this is going to be so dope. Oh, my
3: God. Hiatus, Ricky. Is hi- hi- like... Oh, man.
2: is the best Ricky.
3: <laughs> <laughs> in a few weeks, he's going to be like so mean. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs>
2: oh, that first week in March, I apologize now for my behavior <laughs> that I will be having. But until then, we're going to have a good time, y'all. That's what's up. Today, we are going to be talking about Proud Mary. We're going to be talking about female assassins. We are going to be talking, uh, at the end of the show, our staff picks. Oh, and we're also going to be playing a game. We're going to be compiling the ultimate 12 under 12 list. These are the 12 best performances of kids under the age of 12. And that is because of our little man, Danny, who is in Proud Mary. But before we get to any of that, how uh, about we start with our news roundup game called It a Deck, short for Is This Important? Do I Care? And how it works, as always, is I'll read a news blurb or headline. Alonzo, April, or Ira will jump in with our take by answering these two simple questions. Is this important? Do I care? Oh, uh, Tom Hair, Tom Hardy, Uh That's what he lets me call him. <laughs> Tom Hardy learned that... Four puppies had been abandoned in a London park, and he used his Instagram account to find them new homes. Now, since then, the shelter caring for the puppies says they found home for the pups. For the pumps. (laughs) The shelter caring for the puppies says they found home for the pups since Hardy's post. Is this important? Do you care? Is Bane being adorable as fuck, y'all? I
0: always care about Tom Hardy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Tom Hardy could do anything. um, I will always care. Um, so, yeah. The puppies found homes. Yeah, That's for a good sure. a thing.
3: But, yeah, puppies found homes.
0: I care about nice things. Didn't so he much.
3: beat a woman up a few years back?
0: Oh, damn. All right, April.
2: Jesus. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I haven't seen that woman tweet me, too. So. Actually, I don't know. Wasn't that Michael Fassbender? I can't. It was Michael Fassbender.
1: I thought Tom right. Hardy did it, too. Them,
3: I, I thought. It,
0: did they do it together? This <laughs> is is there a website uh, that we can just
2: go just a, and? Just an there really abuse? should be.
0: Well, I, I need to know this now. I am upset.
2: There needs to be like a Shazam for you see, where like, you just like say name. abuse. You say like Tom Hardy abuse.
3: I there, I have such like a uh, that's what I do. I just type in someone's name abuse and then just oh,
2: say. <laughs> step back. <laughs> Well, let's talk about another champion shall we on tuesday matt damon was on the Today show and he apologized for sharing his thoughts on the whole me too movement 2018 matt Damon's going to be different y'all r.i.p 2017 ignorant ass matt damon now here's what he had to say about his female colleagues and friends the whole time the time's up movement you know is
1: is is great and a lot of those women are my dear friends and i support what they're doing and and want to be a part of this change because it's necessary and it's important but um, but, you know, I, I was saying earlier, like, I, I want to go for the ride, but I'll be in the backseat, mm-hmm. you know, and,
2: and, uh, and, 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 and listen. Is this important? Do you care? April?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I was looking down at my notes because I knew Ricky that was going to look that was, at me. It was
2: all geared towards you. Oh
3: yeah. I mean, I think every, uh, every male artist should just have their publicist release that statement <laughs> right now, just right now, and then just Every get ahead of
0: it. Does it need to do that because they're not talking? I'm like <laughs> Matt Damon. I hate him.
3: <laughs> you should have been so, here for the me and my dear friend. None of those women
0: are his friends. None of them. <laughs> they don't like him. Oh, I hate him. Also, I googled Tom Hardy abuse. Okay, did not find anything. Mm. <laughs> I did mm. find that he said he does not remember. Anything about his life before the age of 25 because he had a heavy cocaine and alcohol problem. Oh no. I, res- I respect that. So um, he stopped after he woke up, I guess, at a pool of his own blood.
2: Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Really? Yeah. God damn. Tom Hardy. Yeah, Tom Hardy. Now he's living that puppy life. Yeah. April? <laughs> you no? Know? to bring him down. Right.
0: I'm not trying it's to Michael bring him Fassbender down. is the abuser.
1: Okay? <laughs> Tom Hardy plus puppies, I think I just ovulated.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, you want to know how Daniel Day-Lewis is enjoying that retirement life? Apparently, he kicks it by watching the Discovery Channel show Naked and Afraid. Now, Paul Thomas Anderson was on Jimmy Kimmel Live promoting Phantom Thread uh, this week, and he let us know DDL's obsessed with the show, tunes in every week. I didn't know what Naked and Afraid was, so I Googled it. It's a reality TV show that partners a man and a woman to survive in the wilderness for 21 days while completely naked. That's what reality TV is at, huh? All right. Is this important? Do you all care?
0: I care. <laughs> well, first of all, I think Naked and Afraid is a show produced by, I think, a friend of mine named Tibby works on it, unless he works on dating while naked. I never know which one. Um, but I just, you know, I want, that's a show, too. Okay, um, that's another one naked, naked show. Yeah. A second uh, second here. I just wanted to support. I don't even know. We don't even hang out that much anymore. Whatever. But um, <laughs> yeah, I will gun. say that Daniel Day-Lewis watching TV, is so, reality TV, is so exciting to me. Because I was worried, like, is he really going to retire? But knowing that he's in the naked and afraid, I feel like... He's gonna start like watching Vanderpump Rules. <laughs> he's, no. gonna start, he's gonna start watching, yeah, Tom I, Chef. Like I, he is, he is
2: fine. I
3: I agree that it's great that he's watching it, but I think that Naked and Afraid is actually a little bit different than the other ilk reality shows because it is actually one of the few where they don't um, edit it for more sensationalism like everything that you see is there <laughs> uh, like the producers that I've talked to there like it's real it's like a it's um, a real Vanderprok real thing Rules
0: is not edited for a sensationalism okay <laughs> these are these are broke drunk idiots who live in West Hollywood and when they have multiple shots what you see is real <laughs>
3: So are we going to see, like, a Daniel Day-Lewis doing, like, a Vanderpump role? Is that Steve.
1: He's going to show up on What Happens on the Abbey. He's going to be the new barback, but he'll be oh in character. So if Daniel Day-Lewis
0: wants to watch Vanderpump Rules with me, um, <laughs> I would love to do that. Um, Daniel, let's be friends. Yeah. Um, yeah. Daniel's well, a
2: fan of the show. Uh, I, Daniel, tweet at Ira. I love, I love, Start I, following Ira on I Twitter. He's I hilarious. Love the,
0: I love the phantom thread. Um, <laughs> I'll make you mushrooms.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> let's, let's just have a good time. <laughs> All right. Uh, unlike the Golden Globes, conservative radio show host—oh, I'm sorry. I mispronounced that. Conservative hateful bullshitter Kevin <laughs> Swanson <laughs> was not a fan of The Shape of Water. He says it represents, a quote, the end of civilization as we know it. Now He specifically cites the passage of the Bible in Leviticus 2015. You know, it's always fun when people do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, he says, if a man has sexual relations with an animal... He is to be put to death, and you must kill
3: the animal. You sound so fun What about fun at she? Parties. Women can have sex with animals, apparently. Thank
2: you. Thank you. Hashtag me too. So this My guy right, was, But we was, are not he, men.
1: <laughs> this guy was rooting for Michael Shannon in The Shape of Water, basically. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah absolutely.
3: He was like, yes, bring that guy back. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no! Also, like, it's been like... 20 fucking years since like the beating of the beast has been out like did he not care about uh, bell getting it on with this beast
3: how, many, how many
1: centuries of mermaid stories have we had you know <laughs> oh my was god he, was he picketing daryl hannah in 1984 yeah is he like, like, like sweating
3: and splash like, oh, oh,
2: <laughs> oh i hope i never have to say that person's name again Kevin Swanson. Uh, Now come (laughs) on, man! I just we need to bleep that name out. Nobody needs to hear
3: those two words again. It's offensive. I (laughs) love
2: his family (laughs) (laughs) meals. Oh, here's another great person. This past week, someone anonymously posted a 46-minute version of Star Wars: The Last Jedi online. The twist: the new version is called The Last Jedi Defeminized Fan Edit. It's pretty much just like the original. But they took out all the strong female characters. I believe they took out all the female characters. How you going to erase Laura Dern? Sorry. It
0: wasn't anonymous. It was Casey Affleck. <laughs> oh.
2: this, this important? This Do you care? Now that we know it's Casey <laughs> Affleck. Behind a...
3: Oh shit, now I'm fucking pissed. <laughs>
1: I think I think fans of everything are the worst
3: now. Yes. Like they
1: ruin everything if it's the Rick and Morty fans, if it's the Star Wars fans, the Steven Universe fans who got all mad about how they hired um, uh, from Drag Race, I'm blanking now. Who uh, uh, to be one of the voices of the gems? Which are, these are characters that are supposed to be non-binary. Mm. Fans oh. are terrible, yep. except for our fans. Y'all are the best. Number oh, one. Also, I'm there:
3: fans of Murder She Wrote are generally generally really <laughs> kind mm-hmm. people.
1: Oh, you know what? I bet I bet if that Octavia Spencer version had gotten off the ground, they would have things would have gotten ugly. They, they,
3: have, they, they got it gotten canceled. Gotten <laughs>
0: they got it canceled remember like they they that was like an early twitter like mob Abloor. they were like oh we don't think so and then like a, they issued a statement being like sorry we respect murder she wrote yeah cuz
1: god forbid we'd have like you know a black person showing up regularly on hallmark movies and mysteries well, nuh uh I mean... to be fair
0: if octavia spencer was like um you know, Jessica Fletcher, she would have gotten arrested a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> There's a murder in town and this black woman keeps no. showing up.
3: <laughs> it would not have worked out. We did we did get how to get away with murder though. So we did, that, which is so much better. I think that would that's a much better option than redoing. How to get an away with murder
0: fans are very calm. You know. We just get together and you know yeah very body
1: <laughs> <laughs> dave always says that show would be better if the lead character's name was like roxanne
2: murder <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> roxanne murder i would listen to every hip-hop album she put out <laughs> <laughs> on death row the real rock yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right we're gonna take a break y'all when we come back we'll be talking proud mary and female assassins you're listening to who Shot you
1: The stupid show that smart people love.
3: Find it on iTunes.
1: Or
2: MaximumFun.org. Welcome back to Who Shall you? I'm your host, Ricky Carmona. Joining me in the studio today are...
0: Alonzo Duraldi. Ira
2: Madison the Third, April Wolf. And today, y'all, we are going to be talking about the new joint, Proud Mary. Now, Ira, can you give us a quick synopsis of this film, please? Break it down so it can forever be broken.
0: Well, what's crazy is that um, Taraji P. Henson stars as a woman who gives Brendan Fraser three wishes. Wait a second. (laughs) (laughs) Taraji P. Henson is a hit woman for a crime family and she kills a man in the opening of the film and realizes that his son is playing video games in the bedroom with headphones on, and she doesn't kill kids, so she leaves the child. A year later, she's still following the kid and saves him when he's fallen into a life of crime, but by saving him, she sort of creates a war between the mob family that she works for and another mob family
2: boom there it is right
3: there yeah
0: sounds a lot more interesting than
2: it is <laughs> it sounds a hell of a whole lot more interesting uh, yeah. than, than what we actually witnessed now i will uh, full disclosure here um i went to go see this movie uh yesterday i'm the only person in the theater which i find like hilarious uh and then uh, two people do walk in in the theater but they do it right when I assume is when this happens that one year later has passed oh god <laughs> I miss that completely so I'm like watching the movie and I'm like why does she give a shit so much about this kid and then I was like oh Ricky you're overthinking you're making this movie way more smarter than it needs to be that's the little kid that cause I don't think we ever like see his face we just see him playing video games yeah I, I look down I'm like oh hell yeah there's other people here and then I look up and I was like oh, wait what's well, going on well she takes
0: a photo of him off the nightstand yeah when she leaves okay after she kills the dad
2: well at one point I was this is how not interested so quickly I was in this movie <laughs> I almost took my phone out and just like googled it like who is this kid <laughs> what is the relation to him uh to him uh I was I mean I was not crazy about this movie at all there's the major problem that I have with this movie is Taraji is a badass. Like, just her in general, right? Like, sure. here, we see her and we go, oh, hell yeah.
1: She can do bad all by herself.
0: She, yeah, 100%. A much better film.
2: Proud Mary. If this the is what we're comparing, pl-
0: yes. <laughs>
2: I like that movie. I think
0: it's the only, I think it's one of, like, two Tyler Perry movies I like. I'm sorry. No, I no. Do, I do like the Boo franchise. Um, so,
3: <laughs> <laughs> Four. Don't you love the Boo franchise? Uh,
0: one yes, two no. Yeah. I haven't seen two. Yet. I'm a big fa- big happy family stand.
3: Mm.
0: Okay. <laughs> haven't seen two. Someone canceled a date with me to see it. Wow. Well. Well. He's trash.
1: Like... <laughs> I remember seeing the trailer for this attached to Girls Trip last summer. And it was mm-hmm. like, oh. Taraji... People were lit. Yeah. yeah. Taraji yeah. P. Henson with a closet full of guns
0: and wigs. Yes. Yeah. Yes, please. Absolutely. And I... then you go and see the movie. Yeah. And it's like. There are two action, big action scenes. Really, there's mm-hmm. the one with her and um, not Malikiyoba. Yes, that's <laughs> what I call. I called him not Malikiyoba every time he showed up. <laughs> there's there was her and him, and then there's the one at the end. right yeah. it's just like I'm a person who had actually um, I didn't see Atomic Blonde when it came out, okay. um, and I didn't see it until Christmas break uh, when I watched it on an airplane when I was going home. And um So
3: yeah, it's the best way to see It was great <laughs> that action movie. Um, <laughs>
0: but I didn't even love Atomic Blonde, but it was miles more interesting than Proud yes. Mary. And I yeah. thought that we were gonna get that same kind of movie with Proud Mary. I wanted her in every scene beating people well. It's saddling her with this kid the entire movie was the oh, worst mistake ever. It's Horrible. the one thing
3: that I've okay, so in my review for like Village Voice, I talked about the why we keep saddling female heroes with these fucking children when it's, <laughs> it's usually written by men and it drives me fucking insane. It makes me think of like aliens, which I love, but mm-hmm. still I'm just like, Come on, Ripley doesn't need a fucking baby. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's just like it. I I I it just it seems distracting to me. It, it could we could have done it without like the baby. Cuz it, it's
0: different from action movies where a man has like a younger kid with him. You them. know the mm-hmm. only
3: one I could really think about is fucking Leon the Professional mm-hmm. and Natalie Portman's character is 12 years old in that movie, the same age as Danny in this movie, which is weird because she is seen as his potential sex partner in that movie yeah can you imagine that being flipped around here you guys (laughs) like that's a little fucked up
1: are we we counting the John Woo movie where the guy's holding the baby during the shootout no that's (laughs) that's
3: that's a a little different because they don't they can't talk you know they can't like they can't you know
1: well, you know you're right, I mean, written by man and and I should have you know after that teaser being excited about her being in it, I should have taken a closer look as to who was behind this thing because it's directed by the guy who made London has Fallen, yes. which was a oh. shit show, and co-written by Stephen Anton, who already did the terrible remake of John Cassavetti's Gloria, and this is arguably Ooh. another terrible uh. remake of John Cassavetti's Gloria. Because it's about a mob-connected woman who decides that, you know, she's going to go guns a-blazing to protect this child. Yeah,
3: and the child gets, like, more monologues than she does. I think he has more dialogue than she does. Yeah. Which is fucking incredible where you're just like, no, take out the kid and give her something else, you know, like some other beef to, like, to fight her way out, you know? There's
0: so many I- aspects of, like, the genre that just aren't there. Like, you even have the fact that she... Her relationship with Billy Brown is already on the rocks. So you don't even see them like having sex or having a relationship in the movie. Like she's the unsexiest spy. Yeah. Right. I've yeah. Yeah.
2: They're already seen. over. Yeah. yeah. Where, where Atomic Blonde had just way too much story. And was just like, I don't even know what's going on, but the action is so great that you kind of wanted to skip past the story. Here where they're trying to tell you, like, they're actually trying to create, like, a logical story. Like, this happened, so she needs to take care of this kid. I was like, I don't give a shit. Why is she not whooping ass right now? The best scene, Ira, you had mentioned in the, uh, the article that you wrote for The Daily Beast. We had, you loved the scene at the end where she's driving the car and is getting shot at. Right. I love the scene where they're both going through the house. And just, mm. like, taking everybody, like, I felt that should have happened in every single scene of that movie. Well, she should be walking in somewhere and just going nuts. Yeah. The
0: pr- main problem with the film, too, was felt like it started um, with the second act of the movie. You <laughs> know, we didn't get to see her have any fun mm-hmm. being a spy before her, uh, you know, assassin, whatever, before her life gets, you know, flip turned upside down, you know? It's <laughs> yeah. like it immediately starts with the kid, uh, and she's already feeling guilty and, like, sad, and it's just, it's really aggravating.
3: There's more minutes of her putting on makeup than there is moments of building up her character. Yeah. Like, that's her character is someone who puts on makeup, and that she- was just, like... That, okay. I mean, it's cool, but, you know, maybe equally spend other time on building her up. No, totally.
1: And not only were the action scenes, like, were there not enough of them, they weren't even all that great. I mean, this is a movie (laughs) that has a lot of spatial issues in terms of, like, are people 10 feet away or two miles away? Yeah. You know, like, the, somebody would be running one direction and then the other direction, like, wait, wait, I don't know where anybody is in relation to anybody else. And in the shootouts, it was the same problem. Also, the fact that this movie was shot by the guy who did The Shape of Water, which yes. is one of the really? most... Really? Yeah. Shocking, Jesus. right? One of the most gorgeous films of last year. This guy has no idea how to light black actors. Hmm. They disappear in the shadows constantly. Danny Glover has that big speech at the end where he's got the levelors behind him, the half-open, like, Venetian Mm -hmm. blinds, and you
3: can't see his face. He disappears. I thought the exact opposite. I thought the cinematography was really wonderful. and I felt that, especially inside Taraji's house, there was a, a, a variety of um, different lighting options that they use. There's one scene where the little boy is instructed to take off his shirt in the bathroom, and he's sitting on the edge of the tub, and uh, you know, the back to us. And there's really great production design in that scene. I was getting, like, in the nitty-gritty of it. Um, but <laughs> it really... is a
1: nice loft, but, then... but, it's, but it's like a model home. It's so personality exactly breeding. exactly
3: yeah. but then you the the bathroom for for some reason had all the personality cuz it had like a silk kimono on like steel blue walls and it was just like it was very interesting and then he takes off the shirt and you've got like these kind of venetian blind kind of shadows like on his back over these bruises and there are certain moments like that where you can really see it shining through um and I don't know. Maybe the theater I was in just had it was a better screen. <laughs> maybe it was a better screen. But I like I could always, I could always see uh, everyone's face, and I felt like it, it, the shadows were um, uh, specific. You know, Taraji's eyes were always really bright. Sometimes yep. even if her face was kind of in shadow, it was just. I don't know. I feel I'm like being, it
0: didn't glow the way you know like we've seen better black lighting and like Queen Sugar or Moonlight.
3: Um, sure. You know.
0: Mo- but, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, this is not yeah, Moonlight. Yeah, but... We're going <laughs> to uh, throw
3: that out there. This, is, this is not Moonlight. This the same person who shape of Water
0: though. You know? like <laughs> yeah, He lit, he yeah. lit yeah. that fucking fish. Yeah. Yeah, if he,
1: if he can, <laughs> yeah. If he can light a fish. He, <laughs> yeah,
3: he already lit, lit Octavia. Really? So,
1: I mean,
0: look. Because uh, uh, Oprah I, always talks about not She's so boring in that movie. Sorry. Oh, she was. That's a whole other
3: thing. They don't get
1: anything to do. Different. Oprah would always talk about how her, she really went out of her way to make sure that her studio was lit for black skin. Yeah. And Mm. I think, uh, you know, a lot of times, you know, uh, and often when it's a movie where there's like one, two black characters, you really notice that they aren't being lit the way they should. But I thought, oh, my God, this film... Like, a pretty much entirely black cast, except for, you know, the Eastern European mobsters and Neil McDonough as the most random blue-eyed addition to the otherwise all-black mob. (laughs) That was weird.
3: That was weird. They they should have been been lit Why did they have, like, an Aryan in that mob? That was so, like, wouldn't you... the,
2: the, The whole, like, culture dynamics now of, like, Russians are the new, like, 80s. Like, early, like, Italian mafia. Well, they, like, they were
1: Russians for a while, and then they were Arabs, yeah. and
2: now it's, yeah, yeah you're right, it's it, Eastern like, Europeans, it, Russians. It, it, like, that, that, that was just very startling to me. The uh, movie seemed
0: cut to hell, though, because it was yes. like, yes, why is Neil McDonough in this movie? There's also that random scene where they allude, like, she kills him because they allude to, like, this feud... That he has with the person that she killed, and it's like we see and it means nothing. Yeah, I yeah. love how he gets shot, and then like the attack happens on the family. And when she gets there, they're like, "Oh, it doesn't even matter." I'm like, "How do you know it doesn't matter?" <laughs> like, and, what? She, and if it doesn't matter, why do we spend 20 minutes stalking him while he was jogging? You know? Also, yeah, like, she managed point? to kill him and then vanish for like the entire day, <laughs> and then she shows back up. I wish these movies would just go the John Wick route. Yes, that, that movie yes. is so simple. It has set the template. Yeah. He used to be an assassin, yep. the deadliest assassin. He's out of the game. You killed his dog. You killed his dog because you mistaked you mistook him just for like this Joe schmo, and now he wants revenge. Like, why not make why not make you know her protecting that boy? Why couldn't it have been her son? To be honest, sure gets sure. killed. By the mob, and she goes on a rampage.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. What did we think of, and I'm sorry, little man, that I'm going to mispronounce your name, unless somebody here knows how to pronounce it before I do. Uh, what did we think of the child actor, Jai Diallo Winston?
3: Did I say that right? It felt right. Sounds good.
2: Right? Yeah. I'll sign off on it. He was fine.
0: Whatever. Yeah. Like April said, like he had more monologues than Taraji, and I didn't come to the movie to see him.
1: Yeah, and they don't have any chemistry like the movie is about her basically throwing away her entire life yeah. on behalf of this kid and they have no scene together where you get this thing of like oh yeah well there's a bond there you yeah
3: know? yeah like, what if he's, like, a little shit in real life, and she's like, oh, fuck this. I'm
2: saddled with this. <laughs> I kept thinking he was the kid from, uh, what, was the guy, what was that terrible, like, his a Burt Reynolds movie? Where cop and st- a half? I, I was like, is that that kid? Cop is he only half. aged, like, that much In 30 many- years? No, that, you know. that
0: kid just tweets at me incessantly. Is that right? Yeah. I don't want to call him out, but, with like... With the cop no, and, no, and a no, half no. kid? The cop and a half kid, like, is on Twitter and, like, always... Like, in my mentions, tweeting me about something that I don't care about. That's amazing.
1: (laughs) I
3: love
2: that. I love that. That's
3: the kind of thing where you're just like, how do you tell your mom that? Like, when you're... (laughs) 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 Ma, I don't know, it's just so annoying. Cop and a half kid. She's like, what?
0: (laughs) He's like, he should be like in his, like, 20s or like, early 30 now. At least, yeah. But it's like, Yeah. Do something. Uh,
2: we we only got a, a couple minutes left, but I, I I wanted to bring up one other thing in that Daily Beast article uh, that you wrote, Ira, because it, it was about just kind of and we have mentioned it before with with aliens, Ellen Ripley, uh, but but spe- specifically black actresses, black action actresses, the the lack of them that there is, and when there are there, they're saddled with this whole maternal type character. Can you just talk about that in a little bit? Um, oh, and also, do you have like a favorite? Black female action star. It's been a minute, I feel, since we've had one.
0: I, I feel like they're all in Black Panther.
2: Yeah. Mm. Black Panther is, I mean, that movie is... If, honestly, if, uh,
0: if all the women in that movie don't have their own like action movies after, what are we even doing here? I mean, it you took
2: fucking 10 years to get Black Widow, and that just has the word black in the title. <laughs> yeah. <I'm> not... <laughs> They're like, wait a second, is that,
3: oh, well, as a woman. <laughs> yeah. no. We're making Angela
1: Bassett didn't get a spinoff after Strange Days. See? Yeah. My I man, this is her. why I
2: bring you coffee and a movie, <laughs> because I have Angela Bassett and Strange Days in my notes, man. See what I'm saying? <laughs> I love Sorry. her. Well, I mean, oh, there's you know? also
3: Grace Jones as one of the best action heroes that we've yes. had. Mayday. Due to a kill. Yep.
2: Grace Jones,
3: The cast has set it off, which I haven't even seen, but I feel like
2: I just just they they, they kill it. In oh, that. you
0: ha- Oh, yeah. Not, Listen, Jada you- is great. Um, I wish she did movies more often, to be honest, cuz I loved her and set it off. Um, Scream 2, she's iconic. Mm-hmm. She's yes. great in Scream yeah. um, 2. She's so good. And I honestly like to a lesser de- to a lesser degree, um, like the tif- the way Tiffany Haddish blew up in this year. Um, and people were talking about like Accolades for her role. Um, I thought that Jada deserved that the previous year for Magic Mike XXL. She <laughs> was the best part of that movie. For me. Uh, I thought she was amazing in it.
2: Jada Pinkett is in Magic Mike it's, Oh Oh, I, yes. yes. I have not oh, seen I yeah. am not proud her of her. <laughs> <Yeah.
3: laughs> Jada's going to get overlooked for stuff just because, like, you Will Smith. Know,
2: <laughs> by, association.
3: by association. I don't yeah, I like think him. It's tough. I honestly,
0: like, start giving his action movies to her.
3: Sure. <laughs> that would have been
0: much more interesting.
3: Yeah. Well, yeah. And,
0: and I think we have to mention the
3: actress
1: that the font of Proud Mary wants us to think about, and that's Rosie. Uh, Rosie Greer. Pam Greer. <laughs> Greer. Yeah, really. Pam Rosie Greer. Rosie Perez. You give me that 70s, like, you know, that font. That movie is not, does not deserve that font.
0: No. Sure. no, yeah. I was... It doesn't deserve that opening credit sequence. I was hyped. Yeah, that right? Like, that sequence, yes. Uh, Oh, what are we watching? And,
2: and and I I was surprised by this man. I thought it was terrible how they use Proud Mary in this movie yeah. they
3: saved it it's tacked on oh man it's so just horrible open up Hor- with it why the fuck are you saying save- use it three times i don't give a use fuck it a like, bunch use different covers of it that's what, me- that's what
2: i'm saying like give us so many different versions of proud mary nobody gets sick of hearing proud mary it's the shit but when you use it like that i was like I, I man just, take this movie away
0: from these people i just want to get to a point where we don't have to rely on Quentin Tarantino to give us black Oh yeah. yeah. Stars. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But well, well, yeah, but, t- t- but Jackie Brown and and um, honestly, um, oh my god, why am I um, I made um, I made a list. The opening of Kill Bill. Yep. yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. I a-, a. Fox. Fox. A- Kill like, Fox. Fox. Like, Bill sure. Like that is Vanita Green? Yeah. On sight Vanita goes in. Yeah. Uh, huh. That's what that's what Proud Mary should have been. should have been Vanita Green. Right? Yes. I mean, the, oh.
2: the
3: template is there, She'd have killed
0: y'all. that boy. Hell <laughs>
2: no. yeah. 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 Hell <laughs> just, like,
3: no, no, she's a, a good mom. Sure. <laughs> no, but she. I think she would have She's. She, she would have killed someone well, who well, wasn't her she child. She
0: wouldn't have killed her child, but she'd oh, she she uh, she uh, kill yeah, the, the other child. She'd kill bad about it, but
3: she'd kill him. She shot up
0: pregnant Uma. Yeah. True, 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 true. No. Yeah. Yes, and she did. I
3: feel like I want to give a quick shout out also yeah. to a very forgotten um, action hero from the 70s, Marlene Clark, who was um, in Ganja and Hess and mm. also oh. in, in um, Switchblade Sisters. And she was, you know, a favorite of the Exploitation Crew, but on like lower budget stuff. Uh-huh. And... Oh, and Tamara Dobson. Tamara Dobson. Yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of great folks oh, who are Rosaria still there. Dawson,
0: too. She's more of an action hero on TV, but she's. Yeah, that's right. And in... Rent. No. Oh, she's again. Yep. Oh, and yes, yeah, yeah, uh, Death, Proof. Death Proof. Death Proof, yeah. But um, she, she's kicking ass Devil. like in every um, Marvel Netflix. Absolutely, scene. yeah. Oh, yeah. shit. Yep.
3: Who's, the, who's the stunt actress who's in um, the, the Death Proof? Zoe Trace- Bell. Uh, Trace- Zoe, Zoe, no, Bell. Zoe Bell.
2: Zoe Bell.
0: She's
3: white, uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. Oh, shit. Tracy Toms in Tracy Thompson. That's who I'm thinking, Tracy Toms. Yeah. Tracy Toms is I'm really sorry. awesome.
2: I didn't mention Rosario Dawson just because I thought we were doing black actresses, but Boricua, tu sabes? I'm not trying to forget
0: oh. my people. Oh, that's right. I, for, I forget that she's not Afro-Latina.
2: Uh, yeah, I think she's just straight Boricua. Okay. Well, she's it's, ex it's, from I, that I, list. Adjacent. adjacent. I blame
0: I blame Bernie Sanders. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. All right, well, let's go. <laughs> you and everybody else. <laughs> Well, let's go around, y'all. Proud Mary, should we screen it, stream it, or skip it? I say skip it, y'all. April. Uh,
3: skip to, like, maybe the last ten minutes of it. And <laughs> and when it's streaming, watch that sequence, and it's, like, pretty decent.
0: <laughs> Alonzo? Skip, skip, skip to my loot. Mm. If you have a movie pass, like, get a ticket no. to it to support Taraji, then go home. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Don't get even get, stay a, get for a ticket a and
2: walk into something else. <laughs> else. Alright, we are gonna take a break. When we come back, we will be talking our list of 12 under 12. You're listening to Who Shot Ya? It's been yeah. a long time
1: coming, but John Roderick finally has a podcast on the MaximumFun.org network. <sighs> The long wait is over. (laughs) Max Fun Friends, I teamed up with these two unlikely nerds and their dumb Star Trek podcast. (laughs) And we talk about uh, war movies, not just in a laudatory
0: and salivating way, (laughs) but we apply critical thinking principles to uh, the multiple, multiple subtexts that are
1: woven in every war movie.
2: And Sylvester Stallone specifically. It is not that. It is not that (laughs) at all. So go grab Friendly Fire every Friday on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Who Shot Ya? I'm your host Ricky Carmona. With me in the studio I have
3: April Wolf.
2: Alonzo Duralde.
0: Oh sorry. <laughs> I was well, having a stroke, it's Ira okay Madison y'all. The third. I was like, what is my name?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well Say
1: your name, say, say your names. name. <laughs> okay.
2: Uh for this segment here, we have uh haphazardly decided that we are gonna pick our favorite uh actors. The definitive list of twelve actors under twelve years old. Uh and i'm not putting any more rules to it beyond that because we were all struggling i'm sweating right now uh, i feel I'm,
3: like this is just like like pedophiles are just going to listen to this and be like i'm listening well like, i just <laughs> got uh,
2: a notification that I kevin spacey kevin spacey has already subscribed to our show just for this oh, episode god. which is weird it's oh. so bizarre oh my god
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh he's the worst you
2: you took it there <laughs> These jokes are
0: out of control. What? I would like to say my entry <laughs> so we could just get into this seriously. Okay. Ricky? Uh, my apologies. Honestly. My apologies. Um, well,
2: we'll start with Ira
0: then. Yes, thank you. Um, <laughs> my first entry is the um, fake baby in American Sniper. <laughs> There you go. Let's try to take this.
2: Seriously. No, that's that's ex- <laughs> that is exactly how we are doing this, bro. I will not now. I, I will based on that that one alone. I will have to jump in with my uh, my uh, my submission. It's the little baby who catches the car in Richard Donner's Superman before it crushes Pa Kent. Car's about to come down and kill him, and boom, he catches the car. And you go, "Oh shit, that's Superman!" And he's butt naked, and he's got the suit. He's got the. It's not the Superman cape yet, but he's got a red thing around him. And you're like, "This little motherfucker's gonna be Superman." So that's number number two for me. <laughs> the little motherfucker who's gonna be Superman, Alonzo. Well, you know, <laughs> I, uh,
1: I I started digging into the archive on this one, mm. and uh, I, I, you know, I felt I couldn't let this segment pass without giving a shout out to uh, a French girl named Victoire TV Soul. Ooh. She was in a movie in the 80s called Ponette. She's mm. about a four-year-old girl dealing with the death of her parents. It's a laugh riot. Uh, no, it is like one of the saddest movies ever made. And almost the entire movie is this kid crying and it just
0: tears you up. What's it called? Ponette. P O N E T T E. See, if I saw that, I would think it was about ponies. Um, <laughs> I would be very upset.
3: Like a tinier pony? I was promised than something I- else entirely. <laughs>
2: yeah. All right, so we have Victar TV Swole. Is that right?
3: Sure, we'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> Victor TV Swole. Victor
2: TV Swoll. In the future, that's somebody's going to be named that. April, who do you have for us?
3: Well, I mean, I actually kind of liked the um, the little boy in Killing of a Sacred Deer last year. Oh, Okay, because he's um, he's kind of like a little shit. <laughs> and uh, oh, the character. The, the character. <laughs> <You> <laughs> mean the sun. Sun, the,
0: uh, yeah, I love that movie.
3: It's so good, and mm. the the brother-sister dynamics there so kind of realistic but also uh, like surrealistic and it, it just makes me cringe and I thought he just did a really great job with that role because um, it was not easy at all to do I'm sure
2: all right so we're we're, we're a, a quarter of the way through here we have fake uh, American sniper baby we have baby Superman Victor TV swole <laughs> little boy and killing of a sacred deer Ira,
0: Um, I am going to say Saoirse Ronan in Atonement. Ooh, she was twelve when she filmed it. I think thirteen by the time it came out. But um, she was—I actually don't like that movie. But I think that the first half, before it time jumps. Um, Spoiler alert! All right, <laughs> uh, I totally agree. By the way, it's <laughs> the, the first half before it Times Jump is a perfect like film. I think it's I think it's great. It has so much tension. Um, she's great in that role, um, and I just I like wanted that to continue. And then I was like, oh, what am I watching? <laughs> um, but the,
1: the book does the exact same
0: thing. <coughs> <laughs> wow. Good to know.
2: <laughs> good to know. Alonzo, what do you got for us?
1: Well, you know, I, one of the highlights of A Proud Mary actually was getting to see the trailer for A Quiet Place, which I don't know if it's going to be good, but mm. the trailer scared the crap out of Hell me. Yeah. It's a horror movie where like y- y- where you're safe from the terrible monsters as long as no one speaks uh, or makes sounds, and the parents in the movie are played by John Krasinski and Emily Blunt, who are an actual couple, but the kids are played by uh, Noah Jupe, who I liked a lot in One And he was the one good thing in Suburbicon. And then the daughter is Millicent Simmons, who is actually deaf, who was the star of Todd Haynes' Wonderstruck. So I'm already down for the two of them. So, yeah, Noah Jupe and Millicent Simmons. April, who do you got for
3: us? Um, Well, one of my favorite um, um, French films is called Fat Girl. Mm. And there's a girl in it who's like 11, 12. And she is brilliant she doesn't talk that much but she's like like chubby and weird and so all the chubby weird girls can relate you know it's just you're just you don't understand sex and no one talks to you about it because they just think that like oh well you're chubby you know blah blah. i've been this girl and <laughs> <laughs> and you have to learn sex through really weird things uh you know just from people talking about it, like catching snippets. And so she's like on this vacation over summer with like her older sister, who's like hot and skinny and beautiful. And um, she gets really, really bad messages about sex during this vacation. And it ends in like one of the, the nuttiest endings that you'll ever see in a movie where you're like, Oh shit, I cannot believe this just happened. And the girl playing this part, which is very demented is just, brilliant i don't know what she's even doing right now she's just so talented in this role like conveying so much with her eyes and nothing you know she doesn't even really say much i I love it
2: uh the one that i have here i am gonna have to i i think the dude the kid is 12 in this movie he might be you know might be he looks older but playing 12 it's the kid who is in uh underrated movie y'all Fresh, which was done by oh, Boaz Yaquín. Yaquín. Yeah. Uh That kid is so good. He actually went on to do, uh, he, did, he did a little bit of TV after that. He was on a really great episode of uh, Homicide Life on the Streets. Uh, but the kid in Fresh, I mean, he has to carry the movie. And it's him uh, pretty much against Giancarlo Esposito, who plays just an evil motherfucker before he was uh, Gus Fring. And the kid's a great chess prodigy, he's, he's great at chess, uh, chess prodigy, I guess. Uh, and by just the way his brain works with uh, being able to figure out moves in chess, he uses those moves to get out of this terrible life that he's stuck in, uh, in the hood with fucking, not wanting to become a drug dealer, just not wanting to fall into that god-awful life. Oh, uh, so uh, the little motherfucker in Fresh. I don't know his name, but he's dope. Ira? Yeah? Who do you got for us? We are at number. We're at number nine, y'all. By the way.
3: Oh God! All right.
2: <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with
0: Kirsten Dunst and in Interview with the Vampire. Damn!
3: Fuck those I old photos. I have so to that. I
2: own that movie.
0: <laughs> Alonzo, who do you got
1: for us? Well, you know, I, I feel weird because like we we seem to be missing a lot of. You know, like no one's talking about Haley Joel Osment, or you know. Should
2: we be? I'm, I'm, I actually tried to avoid like the obvious ones, even though I might right. have Jodie Foster on. Well, that then, list okay, then point. in my quest to be
1: <laughs> tediously academic, I'm going to say Pascal Lamouris, who is the kid in the red balloon.
3: Jesus <laughs> Christ! Like you are, like you, oh, you are like, okay, like grand, like sitting dude, in a classroom this <laughs> at this point. Look, <laughs>
1: he, the the red balloon. That movie. Only works because of that kid.
3: Yeah, and he's
0: extraordinary. I literally watched that movie at NYU, so yes. Feels <laughs> <laughs> so like I'm back in class.
3: Oh shit! I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go academic too. Let's okay. go. Lynn Ramsey's the rat catcher, and uh, and that cast of children. Um, oh yeah, <clears throat> very rambunctious uh, little boys. Who um, one of them dies? It's not a spoiler. It happens in the beginning. Okay. <laughs> and they're they're weird and um and very realistic and uh and violent. <laughs>
2: uh all right, so we're at the, we're at the end here, y'all. And here is where I have I feel bad that I said I don't have the obvious ones. Jody Foster in Taxi Driver and Danny from The Shining. Uh but I don't, I'm not going to go with them. I'm going to go with the kids, two kids from Magnolia. The little game kid uh who's oh. on the, who's on the game show. Mm-hmm. And the the little black kid who does the fucking rap for John C. Riley, where he tells them, "Hey man, he just he tells him who did it," and John C. Riley is like, "Hey, stop swearing,"
3: that little <laughs> black kid is great. Oh, Boom. I forgot about that. Mm. Yeah,
2: nobody likes Magnolia except I me. I
3: like it. Was oh,
0: yes.
2: that right? Um, that's
0: Chadwick Boseman. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Beware the deadpan Dude. of our <laughs> Madison the Third. Oh
2: man, I was you had all right. Okay, I see how you fall for that now. You got. I was me. just
3: like, uh, I'm sweating. I'm sweating. <laughs> I, can't, I, can't I got tell. hot.
2: I got hot inside.
3: It's like, oh shit.
2: <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we have a fake baby American sniper, baby Superman, Victor TV swole, little boy in killing of a sacred deer sure say ronin rhymes that's, with inertia that's uh that's what i said rhymes guys. with Sersha. that's what i said <laughs> Sersha favre ronin in atonement uh the kids from a quiet place old girl from fat girl little dude from fresh the red balloon kid the rat catcher kids danny from the shining jody and taxi driver and the magnolia kids oh I mean, those are the greatest acting kids under twelve.
3: I think we I think we made the definitive list. Yeah. <laughs> Nailed oh, clearly, it. Clearly.
0: Everyone else is going into the sea with the Pied Piper. <laughs> <laughs> the
2: the child right. snatcher is taking <laughs> it. All right, all, before we go, we always give you our staff picks. These are movies we recommend that you can find anywhere. Uh who's brave enough to everybody is looks like they're deciding what <laughs> theirs is, so I'll go first. How's that? Uh I watched this movie last night because I was so disappointed in Proud Mary. I felt I needed to go home and just wa- wash my eyes and get and, and, and enjoy one of my favorite movies of all time, Quentin Tarantino, uh Jackie Brown. I loved I loved after Pulp Fiction came out, Tarantino was getting so much shit uh because everybody was just saying, "Oh, dude, you're just this, you, you do you have these fancy tricks that you do in your movies in the, in your movie and that's why everybody's going crazy." And I saw in an interview he's like you guys think I'm a guy who can, who just needs to rely on tricks? I'm gonna do a movie that is just so strip and bare down, bare, uh, bare bones, and then there's not gonna be any crazy tricks to it. And I'm gonna cast two old motherfuckers in the role as the leads, and I'm still gonna make an entertaining movie, and it totally is. Jackie Brown. That's all,
1: Alonzo. So Lionsgate Home Video has been doing this thing called the Vestron Collector, the Collector's Edition, which I think is is great. Vestron, if you remember, they were a company in the '80s. Their biggest hit was Dirty Dancing, um, <laughs> but they somehow managed to then like go bankrupt within a few years. Anyway, but they put out a lot of really interesting horror movies. They did the Waxwork series, they did the Warlock series, oh, okay. uh, a bunch of different stuff, and they did two of my favorite, uh, like Kurt Russell. 80s horror movies. Uh, Lair of the White Worm mm. and Gothic, both of which they have put out on Blu-ray. Ken Russell. Ken Russell. What did I say? Kurt Russell. Oh, God, sorry. Well, you're talking about Carantino. <laughs> I, I, I
2: got you, I got you.
1: Rosie Greer. I'm, I've, all of my, I've, I'm just having permanent aphasia now. <laughs> Ken Russell, the visionary British director, um, you know, not, uh, for, I think for, for a lot of people, not their favorite uh, uh, chunk of his career, but, you know, I saw those movies in it's college I was, I was the right age yeah and I love both of them anyway so so thanks to Lionsgate they're now both out on Blu-ray so gothic Lair of the White Worm a lot of fun check them out All
3: right. hey bro what do you got for us Um, I, I'm gonna go with one that I mentioned earlier uh, which is called Ganja and Hess and that's Marlena Clark and i believe and i don't have my phone on me i usually do because uh it's batteries are dead but i believe (laughs) it co-stars um the guy who was starring in night of the living dead uh as well um and i cannot remember his name i I seriously just wrote a huge essay on this like not that long ago i am i am
2: am all over imdb for you right now. thank you
3: i really appreciate it this is Uh, what it's like to not have Dwayne jones bill gunn is it bill
2: Gunn? gunn there's Dwayne jones Thank you. Uh, Dwayne Jones.
3: Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it stars that Dwayne is a Yep, there he is. Yeah. A so it stars Dwayne Jones and Marlena Clark and it is uh it's a classic that is so undersung in like the horror genre, but it's also action and um, it, those two together just have really great rapport on the screen and I think everyone should try to find it someplace and check it out. Ganja and Hess.
1: Did you see the Spike Lee remake?
3: I did not. Mm, Seriously? Is it
2: good? I, I, was, I didn't I was, see it either. On I, it, it's been in my Netflix queue. I think since they've put it on Netflix the when it was first released. Yeah, it's just those and classics
3: all, that get remade. I'm just so
2: like I don't, Yeah, <laughs> like is,
3: like is it going to be like Dwayne Jones? Because like Dwayne Jones is is amazing. You know, mm. this like they just have a different kind of spark. And I don't know what the what the tone is going to be like of the new one. Sure. All right,
2: Janice. Ira, what do you got for
0: us? Bring it on home. Wow. Well, um since we were talking about black female action um heroes earlier and we brought up my queen Angela Bassett, I think I would be remiss if I did not recommend a f- film that gets mixed reviews, uh, <laughs> but I love it, uh, Vampire in Brooklyn. Oh, which <laughs> I think is hilarious. <laughs> Hashtag uh, hot take. Wow. Um, I you know, can... she starts as the police detective investigating serial murders. And wow. then Eddie Murphy is the vampire. <laughs> um, Charlie Murphy, you know, wrote a screenplay. Charlie uh, Murphy wrote that? Yeah. Um, wow. And um, I think it's underrated. I think it's hilarious. My family used to watch it all the time
2: well thank y'all for listening to the show next week we'll be talking uh, we'll be talking about Phantom Thread yes with Drea Clark hey if you like what you're hearing you want to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts would you please do that if you give us five stars we will pledge our love to you like we do every week on the show you know who loves us this week the one and only Reds fan 199 they say I found this podcast when I was searching for an entertainment review pod that was authentic and made me laugh this one checked both boxes. Oh, nice. Thank you, Reds Uh, One nine nine. And also, Miss 9786. They say this has quickly become my new favorite podcast. I'm loving the rapport between April, Alonzo, Ricky, and Ira, and their guests as much as the fantastic film recommendations. Oh. That's why we're here. For, we're here for you for that. Thank you. Hey, if you have comments or suggestions about this week's show, tweet us at whoshotyapod, or you can send us an email at whoshotyapmaximumfun.org. April, thank you, as always, for being the dopest. Alonzo, thank you for being the dopest. Ira, special guest Ira Madison the Third in the building, thank you for being here, dude. Thank you. You're welcome. Our producer is Casey O'Brien. Happy birthday, Casey. That's what's up. Our senior producer is Laura Swisher. You've been listening to Who Shot Ya? This is a production of MaximumFun.org, and that's what's up.
3: MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.